Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. And you can find out more about me and Law of Attraction coaching at lifecoachdavid.com. I'm sorry I haven't done a podcast in a little over a week. That's because my 15 and a half year old dog Pippin passed away and I just needed some time. We were very close. And of course, anyone who's listening that has lost a pet knows how that feels, and I dedicate this podcast to Pippin the Maltese. He was amazing, and he will be greatly missed, but he did have a fantastic, very long life, and that's what I'm going to focus on. And I'm excited because today I'm going to start reading from an Esther Hicks book, and this book is called Money and the Law of Attraction, Learning to Attract Wealth, Health, and Happiness. So who doesn't want to attract all that? And even though it's called money and the law of attraction, I'm sure all the principles in here and all the ideas in here we can use towards other things we want to attract. So I'm going to start this book today. So here we go, part one, and this is titled Pivoting and the Book of Positive Aspects, Your Story and the Law of Attraction. Each and every component that makes up your life experience is drawn to you by the powerful Law of Attraction's response to the thoughts you think and the story you tell about your life. Your money and financial assets, your body's state, your clarity, your flexibility, size and shape, your work environment, how you are treated, work satisfaction and rewards, indeed, the very happiness of your life experience in general. It's all happening because of the story that you tell. If you will let your dominant intention be to revise and improve the content of the story you tell every day of your life, it is our absolute promise to you that your life will become that ever-improving story. For by the powerful law of attraction, it must be. Does life sometimes seem to be unfair? You have wanted more success and you have applied yourself well, doing everything that everyone said you should do, but the success you have been seeking has been slow to come. You tried very hard, especially at first, to learn all the right things, to be in the right places, to do the right things, to say the right things, but often things did not appear to be improving much at all. Earlier in life, when you were first dipping your toe into the idea of achieving success, you found satisfaction in satisfying the expectations of others who were laying out the rules for success. The teachers, the parents, mentors who surrounded you seemed confident and convincing as they laid out their rules for success. Always be on time. Always do your best. Remember to work hard. Always be honest strive for greatness, go the extra mile. There is no gain without pain, and most importantly, never give up. But over time, you're finding satisfaction from gaining the approval of those who laid out those rules, waned as their principles of success, no matter how hard you tried, did not yield you the promised results. And it was more disheartening still when you stood back to gain some perspective on the whole picture and realized that their principles were not, for the most part, bringing them real success either. And then to make matters even worse, 
you began meeting others who clearly were not following those rules, who were achieving success apart from the formula that you have been so diligent to learn and apply. And so you found yourself asking, what's going on here? How can those who are working so hard be receiving so little, while those who seem to be working so little are achieving so much? My expensive education hasn't paid off at all, and yet the multimillionaire dropped out of high school. My father worked very hard every day of his life, and yet our family had to borrow the money to pay for his funeral. Why doesn't my hard work pay off for me the way it's supposed to? Why do so few really get rich while most of us struggle to barely get by? What am I missing? What do those financially successful people know that I don't know? Is doing your best still not enough? When you are doing everything you can think of, truly trying your best to do what you have been told is supposed to bring you success and success does not come it's easy to feel defensive and eventually even angry at those who are displaying evidence of the success you desire. You even find yourself sometimes condemning their success simply because it's too painful to watch them living the success that continues to elude you. And it is for this reason, in response to this chronic condition in the financial affairs of your culture, that we offer this book. When you come to the place of openly condemning the financial success that you crave, not only can that financial success never come to you, but you are also forfeiting your God-given rights to your health and happiness as well. Many actually come to the incorrect conclusion that others in their physical environment have banded together in some sort of conspiracy to keep them from succeeding. For they believe with all their heart that they have done everything possible to achieve success, and the fact that it has not come must surely mean that there are some unfriendly forces at work that are depriving them of what they desire. But we want to assure you that nothing like that is at the heart of the absence of what you desire or the presence of things you would like to remove from your experience. No one ever has or ever could have prevented your success or provided it. Your success is all up to you. It is all in your control, and we are writing this book so that now, finally, once and for all, your success can be in your deliberate and conscious control. And that's the end of that section, and that sounds really good to me. I want my success to be in my control. I don't want it to be up to anybody else. And now we're going to find out even more. And this next section is called, Whatever I Can Desire, I Can Achieve. It is time for you to return to the true nature of your being and to consciously live the success that the experiencing of your own life has helped you determine that you desire. And so, as you deliberately relax right now, you will begin to gradually but surely remember how all success comes, for you already inherently understand it, and so you will certainly feel resonance with these absolute truths as you read about them here. The eternal laws of the universe are consistent and reliable and steadily hold always the promise of expansion and joy. They are being presented to you here in a powerful rhythm of understanding that will start small within you and then expand with each page you read until you reawaken into the knowledge of your purpose and your own personal power 
as you remember how to access the power of the universe that creates worlds. If this time-space reality has within it the ability to inspire a desire within you, it is absolute that this time-space reality has the ability to yield you a full and satisfying manifestation of the same desire. It is law. Isn't that nice to know, though, that if we have a desire, then it's law that we should satisfy, we should manifest it. That's very exciting to know, and let's find out how to do that. So the next section says, To achieve success is my natural birthright. Most people naturally assume that if their life is not going the way they want it to go, something outside of themselves must be preventing the improvement, for no one would deliberately hold their own success away. But, while pointing the blame at others may feel better than assuming responsibility for unwanted conditions, there is a very big negative repercussion to believing that something outside of you is the reason for your own lack of success. When you give the credit or the blame to another for your success or lack of it, you are powerless to make any change. When you desire success, but from your perspective, you are not currently experiencing it, at many deep levels of your being, you recognize that something is wrong. And, as the strong feeling of personal discord magnifies your awareness that you are not getting what you want, it often sets into motion other counterproductive assumptions that evoke jealousy toward those who are having more success, resentment at a myriad of people you would like to blame for your lack of success, or even self-denigration, which is the most painful and counterproductive assumption of all. And we submit that this uncomfortable upheaval is not only normal, but it's the perfect response to your feeling a lack of success. Your emotional discomfort is a powerful indicator that something is very wrong. You are meant to be successful. You are meant to succeed. And failure should feel bad to you. You are meant to be well. And sickness should not be accepted. You are supposed to expand. And stagnation is intolerable. Life is supposed to go well for you. And when it does not, there is something wrong. But... What is wrong is not that an injustice has occurred or that the gods of good fortune are not focusing on you or that someone else has received the success that you should have had. What is wrong is that you are out of harmony with your own being, with who you really are, with what life has caused you to ask for, with what you have expanded to, and with the ever-consistent laws of the universe. What is wrong is not something that is outside of you over which you have no control. What is wrong is within you, and you do have control. And taking control is not difficult to do once you understand the basics of who you are and the basics of the law of attraction and the value of your personal emotional guidance system that you were born with, which is always active, ever-present, and easy to understand. Money is not the root of evil or of happiness. This important subject of money and financial success is not the root of all evil, as many have quoted, nor is it the path to happiness. However, because the subject of money touches most of you in one way or another, hundreds or even thousands of times in every day, it is a large factor in your vibrational makeup 
and in your personal point of attraction. So when you are able to successfully control something that affects most of you all day, every day, you will have accomplished something rather significant. In other words, because such a high percentage of your thoughts in any given day reside around the topic of money or financial success, as soon as you are able to deliberately guide your thoughts, not only is it certain that your financial success must improve, but the evidence of that success will then prepare you for deliberate improvement in every aspect of your life experience. If you are a student of deliberate creation, if you want to consciously create your own reality, if you desire control of your own life experience, if you want to fulfill your reason for being, then your understanding of these prevalent topics, money and the law of attraction, will serve you enormously well. I am the attractor of my every experience. You are meant to live an expansive, exhilarating, good-feeling experience. It was your plan when you made the decision to become focused in your physical body in the time-space reality. You expected this physical life to be exciting and rewarding. In other words, you knew that the variety and contrast would stimulate you to expanded desires. And you also knew that any and all of those desires could be fully and easily realized by you. You knew also that there would be no end to the expansion of new desires. You came into your body full of excitement about the possibilities that this life experience would inspire. And that desire that you held in the beginning was not muted at all by trepidation or doubt. For you knew your power, and you knew that this life experience and all of its contrast would be the fertile ground for wonderful expansion. Most of all, you knew that you were coming into this life experience with a guidance system to help you remain true to your original intent, as well as to your never-ending amended intentions that would be born out of this very life experience. In short, you felt an eagerness for this time-space reality that nearly defies physical description. You were not a beginner. Even though you were newly beginning in your wee, small, physical body, but instead, you were a powerful, creative genius, newly focusing in a new, leading-edge environment. You knew that there would be a time of adjustment while redefining a new platform for which you would begin your process of deliberate creating, and you were not the least bit worried about that time of adjustment. In fact, you rather enjoyed the nest into which you were born and those who were there to greet you into your new physical environment. And while you could not yet speak the language of their words, and although you were perceived by those who greeted you as new and unknowing in need of their guidance, you possessed a stability and a knowing that most of them had long left behind. You were born knowing that you are a powerful being, that you are good, that you are the creator of your experience, and that the law of attraction is the basis of all creation here in your new environment. You remembered then that the law of attraction, the essence of that which is like unto itself is drawn, is the basis of the universe, and you knew it would serve you well, and so it has. You were still remembering then that you are the creator of your own experience. But even more important, 
you remember that you do it through your thought, not your action. You are not uncomfortable being a small infant who offered no action or words, for you remembered the well-being of the universe. You remembered your intentions and in coming forth into your physical body, and you knew that there would be plenty of time for acclimating to the language and ways of your new environment, and most of all, you knew that even though you would not be able to translate your vast knowledge from your non-physical environment directly into physical words and descriptions, it would not matter. For the most important thing to set you on a path of joyful creation were already emphatically in place. You knew that the law of attraction was consistently present and that your guidance system was immediately active. And most of all, you knew that by trial and what some may call error, you would eventually become completely and consciously reoriented in your new environment. And that's the end of that section. And I think that's so comforting that we knew all this even at that early age, even though we couldn't put it into words, that we have a guidance system and that we were on the leading edge, the cutting edge, and that we were in this new environment and we have the power to be deliberate creators. And the next section is called, I knew of the consistency of the law of attraction. The fact that the law of attraction remains constant and stable throughout the universe was a big factor in your confidence as you came into your new physical environment. For you knew that the feedback of life would help you to remember and gain your footing. You remembered that the basis of everything is vibration and that the law of attraction responds to those vibrations and in essence organizes them, bringing things of like vibrations together while holding those not of like vibrations apart. I'm just going to stop for a second because that's, that's huge to get, that paragraph and those words that everything is vibration and the law of attraction responds to those vibrations. So, you know, like energy attracts like energy. So the more you're thinking about something and putting out that vibration, that's what law of attraction is responding to and saying yes to and giving you more of. So it's so important to remember that. That law of attraction responds to those vibrations and that's what you're attracting. Now I will continue on. And so you were not concerned about not being able to articulate that knowledge right away or to explain it to those around you who had seemingly forgotten everything they knew about it because you knew that the consistency of this powerful law would soon enough show itself to you through the examples of your own life. You knew then that it would not be difficult to figure out what kinds of vibrations you were offering because the law of attraction would be bringing to you constant evidence of whatever your vibration was. And that constant evidence, of course, is what you're attracting into your life, how happy you are. In other words, when you feel overwhelmed, circumstances and people who could help you get out from under your feeling of overwhelmment cannot find you, nor can you find them. Even when you try hard to find them, you cannot. And those people who do come do not help you, but instead they add to your feeling of overwhelmment. When you feel mistreated, fairness cannot find you. Your perception of your mistreatment and the subsequent vibration that you offer because of your perception prevents anything that you would consider to be fair from coming to you. When you are buried in the disappointment of fear, 
of not having the financial resources that you believe you need, the dollars or the opportunities that would bring the dollars continue to elude you. Not because you are bad or unworthy, but because the law of attraction matches things that are like, not things that are unlike. When you feel poor, only things that feel like poverty can come to you. When you feel prosperous, only things that feel like prosperity can come to you. This law is consistent, and if you will pay attention, it will teach you through life experience how it works. When you remember that you get the essence of what you think about, and then you notice what you are getting, you have the keys for deliberate creation. And again, that's another huge thing to get, and I'm going to reread that because it's so important. When you remember that you get the essence of what you think about, and then you notice what you are getting, you have the keys for deliberate creation. Wow, how exciting is that, that if we can just be that aware and then shift our thoughts to what we want, then we attract what we want. And that's a great place. Just keep in mind all that you heard today. You know, you're, the, you're a deliberate creator. You're attracting to your life what you're focusing on and what you're vibrating. And of course, you can change that if it's not what you want. And through my type of coaching, I coach my clients on processes and techniques and ideas to help them attract what they want, to be in the vibration of what they want, so they do attract what they want. And it always works. Like vibration attracts like vibration. Did I say that right? Because like energy attracts like energy. So please consider Law of Attraction Coaching for your good. And you can contact me through lifecoachdavid.com. And I always offer a free mini session as a first introduction to coaching. So you can get an idea of what it's like. And you can ask me any questions you have. And of course, my coaching is phone coaching. So it doesn't matter where you live. So take me up on that free mini session because I want you to experience coaching and I always love talking about the law of attraction and meeting new people. So thanks again for listening. And you may want to re-listen to today's podcast because there was a lot of great information in there that you can apply to your own life, which is my whole reason for doing this podcast. Have a fantastic, wonderful day. And as I always like to say, have a high vibration day.